Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. We'll have another day of worship and thanking God as we receive from Him. We're believing God that this month we can meet um, again in the building, but we'll just see, we'll trust God. We have Brother Sharath helping us today to translate. Shall we worship God? Hallelujah. We bless you, Abba Father. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. From everlasting to everlasting. You're the same. You've not changed. We worship you. Jesus, we bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. We worship your holy name. We worship your holy name. Our Father. Hallelujah. Father of mercies, God of all comfort, we worship you. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of worshiping you, serving you on this earth. Another day to bless you. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. 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 We're so grateful, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in us and dwelling upon us. Hallelujah. We worship you. Thank you for guiding us into the paths that you have for us before time began. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Mantala shete bokora basipara kandarabaya. Ole manderisto rete mishta blanda brava lita kapara sandariabaka. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. You're faithful. You'll do what you said. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Oh, my Rasila Prala Bakarabada. Bakatarabashi Karamanda. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We yield ourselves to you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord. Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living Word, Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior. Glorious Lord, Emmanuel, 
God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word, oh blessed Redeemer, living word, amashtale brendaliste lo krobosata labaria. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the image of the invisible God. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you for the word, thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit, thank you for unveiling to us the glories of heaven, the purposes. We worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Faithful God, we worship you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. You're faithful. You'll do what you said. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Another day to trust God to hear from heaven. And um, I believe we'll just uh, look at a scripture over in the book of Thessalonians to start with. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Notice... Um, he says, it's about our gathering together unto Him by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him that we be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, and so he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withhold it, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let, until he be taken out of the way. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, lying signs and lying wonders, signs and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned or condemned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Quite a long reading there. But um, observe that these things are progressively explained that the Lord will come in the air and gather us together and then we'll be with Him. And uh, wonderful, comforting scriptures there. And then it also talks about how, while the 
uh, rapture has already happened. There will be people here who did not accept. And then the Antichrist will be revealed, who was just working behind the scenes till then. He'll be revealed and he will show himself boldly. Notice that until we are taken away, until the church is removed, the Antichrist cannot uh, reveal himself. So we are the salt and the light. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So take your place today. Don't be unnecessarily moved by anything that is happening on the earth. You are the one that's preserving the earth from destruction. Hallelujah. So notice there, verse uh, 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them a strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. So even after we have left, after the church has left the earth, you know, people still have to decide whether they want to believe the truth or believe a lie. That choice is still there. Interesting. And those who do not receive the truth, again, they cannot be saved. But those who receive the truth, even during that time, verse 10, they could be saved. Isn't that interesting? For this cause, those who do not receive the love of the truth, they are now going to be allowed to be cheated. He says, God shall now send them a strong delusion. Verse 11. Isn't that interesting that God is a very patient God and then He allows delusion finally to take over those who when they're given time will not accept and they don't want to know the truth. And so strong delusion will come and then people will believe a lie. So interesting. Let's hear maybe verse 10 and 11 in Canada, please. Thank you, Brother Sharat. Dunitia Ella Vanchani in the Lukuri, Nashawagore Sambaviswadu, our Pritia Satavanu, Angikaris of the Karana, Rakshine Hundu Dilla, Ide Karnadinda, Deva Balavada Pramenu, our Kaduisi, Asulan Nambuante Madutani. Amen. So, you know, the choice that man has is still available after the church leaves. Choices are free again. God does not interfere in anybody's choice. But notice that once they have passed that place where they still do not want to accept the love of the truth, then God seems to be actively involved in allowing a strong delusion so that those who did not accept the truth or love the truth will now believe the lies. Very interesting. Can you see how God operates knowing you, knowing your choices before time? He still gives everyone the choice and then he allows them to make their choices and then they have to face the consequence afterward. It's an amazing God who really values our choices, respects our choices, treats us with honor. Interesting. Verse 12, that they all might be damned or condemned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So there is something called the truth. And uh, there must be a desire on the inside of each one for the truth. So, um, I thank God that you and I 
who believe in the Lord Jesus have accepted that He is the truth. He is the way, He is the life. And that His word is final authority. And I believe that anyone who is uh, seeking for truth will eventually stumble upon Him and find Him. Hallelujah. But um, the love for the truth must still be entertained and nourished and nurtured until you go to heaven. Just be seeking out the truth on every aspect that you can. Seek God, love the truth, desire the truth. They received not the love of the truth, and so they had to face the consequence. Now, if God were not able to put the truth out there, then it would be wrong for him to expect anybody to be able to choose the truth and refuse the lies. Therefore, I and you who believe in this kind of word that we are doing, in this work that we are doing, we know that we are part and parcel of bringing the truth out there, making it available. So, the hungry heart, as it goes through the internet, flipping through channels, will stumble upon the truth. Hallelujah. Prayerfully, we believe that truth will be available to those that are thirsty and hungry and who love the truth, so that they will not eventually be swallowed up by the lies of that devil and the Antichrist. Hallelujah. You'll notice here that verse 12 says, they, they might be condemned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Unrighteousness has pleasure. It's like that. But it has a sting. And thank God you and I can say, Forgive me, Father, and be restored to all righteousness. But uh, in these kind of times... After the church has left, people will still desire unrighteousness. And so they will have to face the consequences. And the consequences, of course, that they will be ruled and dominated by the lawless one. Praise God. That wicked person. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 8, Then shall that wicked be Revealed, Wicked originally in English means to be twisted. Praise God. But here in the Greek it is anomos, which means without any law. Or some versions would say lawless one. So he's the perfect lawless person. And he's going to allow society to reach that peak of lawlessness. And sometimes in certain nations you cannot tell whether there is any law at all. But you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Watch and see what happens after the church leaves. There will be utter lawlessness. And this man will be the champion of all that. Seeming to be able to gather nations together. Very powerful individual. Who will make his entry by defeating three nations. And then be the ruler of the um, old Roman, revived Roman Empire with Europe also thrown in. So, um, however, remembering from where we were discussing in Daniel chapter 2, uh, that the feet of that image were a mixture of clay and iron, showing that it is not a very powerful uh, rulership. So he's not going to be able to control the whole world 
with that kind of authority. Praise God. So there's still choice available. And then the Lord will return with the brightness of His coming and destroy him with the breath out of His mouth. Just out of His mouth. That's how powerful our King is. Praise God. So He will show all manner of lying signs and wonders. Satan will use Him to do all kinds of signs and wonders. And people who are not interested in where they come from, is it based on the truth, but just want to give glory to whoever else, they will be very thrilled by these signs and wonders while the church is out of the earth. Can you imagine? And verse 10, all deceivableness of unrighteousness will be there because they do not love the truth. And therefore, those of us who love the truth, please let us love the truth even more. Let us embellish the truth and lift it up in our lives and honor the truth more and more. And thank God for every opportunity you have to share the truth out there, either by life or by word or actions. Praise God. Just be about it because the truth is very precious, very powerful. And Jesus is the way, the, the truth and the life. Hallelujah. So let's probably see verse 8 also in Canada, please, Brother Sharat. Amen. This time when he comes in verse 8, we also will be with him. Praise God. And we will see that happening before our eyes. And this person called the Antichrist, the lawless one, will be completely destroyed with the breath of our Lord and the brightness of His coming. Hallelujah. So it's not going to have a very long tenure. But even on the earth, geographically and nationally speaking, when a ruler rules for four years, it's quite a long time. This guy will show up and seem to rule for close to seven years. So it's not bad, but that will be the end of that. And we will not hear of him again. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Thank God Jesus is Lord. <laughs> so when you choose Jesus, you, you have chosen the winning side. Hallelujah. However, you know, based on scriptural arguments and so on, sometimes people uh, tend to have their opinions that um, you have to weigh for yourself and prayerfully consider. That, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to push into too much, but there are people who believe that there will be a seriously um, worldwide kind of hatred and turning away from God, and then the church will be taken away. And so during that time, just before the church is taken away, because of the way things are, because of the things that are going to happen on the earth, um, people may quit on Jesus. Some may not be able to stand and it may be tough and therefore they'll just be barely making it. And the Lord knows how much we can bear and He will come and deliver us. Praise God. Well, think about that. You know, uh, you have your choice also. You need to know how to choose so, in spite of all of that, if we go with scriptures like Second Timothy, the third chapter, let's read that. It says, 
Verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. We've spent a lot of Wednesdays talking about that. About verse 2 says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, and so on. So notice here that definitely the last days has a certain atmosphere of people and characters which may also show up in the church, in the nature of people. And so maybe you can put two and two together and say, yes, it's possible that in those days there may be a high level of fierce anger and character displayed of disrespect and dishonor, general dishonor and a tendency towards maximal lawlessness. Praise God. This is also very, very possible. As you can see, the atmosphere of the last days mentioned there by the Spirit of God through the great Apostle Paul. So in Second Timothy 3, maybe we could see verse 1 and then verse 2 also in Canada. Thank you. Amen. So you can see there's a pretty good demonstration in words of how fierce the place is going to be. And um, so let's just keep ourselves tuned in a way that our hearts are softened and the nature of God finds its expression through us, especially during those times. Hallelujah. Therefore, I would like us to just um, consider a thing or two. Praise God. This uh, month, I believe, we'll have to think about it. We'll go off to the book of uh, Exodus, the 17th chapter. And uh, we've talked briefly about this, how the people of God had arrived at a place called Meribah, if you remember. And uh, it was a place of murmuring and all of that kind of behavior. Praise God. So let's go there and observe Exodus 17, verse 1. And all the congregation of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin, after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim and there was no water for the people to drink wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said give us water that we may drink and Moses said unto them why chide ye with me wherefore do you tempt the Lord hallelujah and the Bible says they murmured and complained and went on. Hallelujah. And then Moses cries out to the Lord. They are ready to stone him. And uh, praise God. The Lord answers. And says he should smite the rock. In verse 6. And water will come out of it. And so forth. And the place was called Meribah. 
because of the chiding of the children of Israel. They tempted the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? <laughs> Hallelujah. So we want to just focus a little bit here on certain atmospheres there. If you remember, this is also repeated in the Psalms, in the history of Israel, and then brought into the book of Hebrews, uh, and takes a very predominant place in the book of Hebrews, which is a very rich book, which um, I've always liked to read and just ponder about. And so, in Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4, you will notice this story comes up again and again, and it shows a God who is not happy about it, and a God who now talks to us through that and says that we should not be like this and have our hearts hardened as they were in the days of the rebellion when they tested him and tempted him. Amen. And that it was an evil heart of unbelief and, you know, all of that hardness of heart. So we were saying that hardness of heart can be hidden here and there. Um, recently we said it was hidden also in the form of dishonor. And then here you see another place where it is hiding in verse 2. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses. The word chide there means to be angry with and lose their patience with. See, so anger is a good place to hide. Uh, this thing called unbelief also is patented there. So if you consider anger a little bit, you will notice it's based on selfishness self-centered. I want it my way. If I don't get my way, nobody's going to be at peace. And I'm going to let everybody know. So, um, that is one thing we may examine a little bit today. In light of all of these thoughts, um, let's keep our heart free from hardness. Praise God. And if you remember in Hebrews 3 and even 4, he says that we should not have an evil heart of unbelief. That Today, as long as it is called today, we should check our hearts and not be hardened through that deceitfulness of sin, which is talking about unbelief and hardness of heart. So, you know, they, they were angry with Moses, and eventually they're saying that they're angry with God. So, this kind of anger is selfish and is not concerning, um, you know, them being angry about their own nature or their own character, but rather angry with the way God does things. Hallelujah. And looking back at their old life and desiring that old life and so-called good old days. In other words, they don't have a future. They don't have a vision. You know, so uh, there's a lot inside there. And we, we just need to begin to consider some of these things. Let's hear Exodus 17 and verse 2. In Canada, please. Ankarana Janaru, Moshe Sangara Vivada Madi, Namay Kuduke Niru Kudu Andaga, Moshe Avarige, Yakin and a Sangara Vivada Madutiri, Kartan and Yaki Parishis Tiri and then. Amen. Then you remember that the next generation had to come to the same spot, which was in Numbers chapter 20, and almost the same thing, you know, is repeated there. The only thing we have there is that. Um, eventually, it looks like Moses has lost his threshold of handling things, and he also gets angry, and he hits the rock, 
you know, and, and it just causes a lot of trouble for himself and his future. Praise God. So no matter whether you are far in the things of God or you're just beginning in the things of God, we'll have to watch out for this thing here called anger, which uh, is very closely, closely uh, aligned with hardness of heart, unbelief, all of those things, which are, you know, stinking in the nostrils of God. So let's be careful about these things and let's maybe read a few verses along those lines and um, see if we can help ourselves. Hallelujah. Let's go into the book of Proverbs, which Proverbs, which has a lot of thoughts along this line. You and I are going in the first load, you know that, right? Ha, ha, ha. It may not be easy to convince everybody on the planet about that being a wonderful thought because they seem to have their eyes on this country or this earth right now. But our eyes are in a faraway country which has <laughs> foundations. Hallelujah. Whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. It's a continuing city. It's a country and a city. Wow. Hallelujah. So people whose eyes are here, whose focus are, focus is constantly on the earth and earthly things, they may not be very excited about this thing that you are enjoying and shouting about. You're going about saying, Woo, hallelujah, I'm going home, hallelujah, Jesus is coming. They may not be very enthusiastic, even if they're believers. So, you may get all kinds of mixed uh, reactions, but hey, praise God, you have a right to do what you believe too. Ha, ha, ha. And they can choose what to believe for themselves. Amen. So, let's stick with the word, let's stick with the truth. Notice, loving the truth makes all the difference. Be a lover of the truth. You already love the truth. Just make sure you lift up the truth in your life more and more. And don't, don't tolerate when it's being tainted by anything else. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what it's all about, really. So, Proverbs 29, verse 8. Let's read that. It says, Scornful men bring a city into a snare, but wise men turn away wrath. Hallelujah. I think the the translation in the NIV is uh, even better. Let's go there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me see if I can get it in the NIV. If you have a Bible on your phone with all of these wonderful translations, it's good. It says, Mockers stir up a city, but wise men turn away anger. So you could say that the mocker there is the guy who's angry. Amen? So you could say angry people stir up a city, but wise men turn away wrath. Hallelujah. So I believe you're among the wise men, and so you're turning wrath away from wherever you are today. Hallelujah. So those who are not so wise, who are moved by their emotions, by their feelings, they may cause trouble in a city. Praise God. So let's hear that also in Canada, please. Proverbs 21 and verse 8. Parihasegararu pattanakke urlanu oddutare. Jnanigalu kopon thirigiswaru. Amen. Glory to God. So there you go. Today uh, we should remember that our target is to make sure we are not tolerating anger. All of us, um, including God, have the capacity to be angry. You know, God is not infinitely 
suffering. He is long-suffering. He doesn't just continue like that. He has a limit. Praise God. But if you notice in his dealings with people, he would give them maximum opportunity. And then finally when he knows for sure that there's no turning, then he gets angry with them. And then they have to face the consequence. So if you're quick to be able to make some adjustments, you could live in a certain life level and quality that is just a blessing. Praise God. So, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'd rather just go with God. (laughs) There's this verse in Jeremiah 6 and verse 16, which talks about the old ways. It says, Thus said the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. So there seems to be something called the old and the good way, which is, of course, going with the Ancient of Days, Almighty God. Let's go with His ways. Amen. And that's where the rest is. And that's where your soul is at peace. Praise God. Let's see if we can hear Jeremiah 6.16 also in Canada, please. Kartaru hige helutane, marvel nintu kundu nodiri, madale na hadi galanu keeli kundiri. Amen. Praise God. Aga dimma prana galige shanti sigudu andar. Amen. Glory to God. So in, there is vishranti in the prana out there. Hallelujah. Don't you just love it? Praise God. Now let's continue if we can. In further verses there, let's go to Proverbs 15. And notice there in verse 1. He says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Hallelujah. So if you're a person that is planning to be free from anger, you have to get used to what's known as a soft answer answer or a soft response so when people are making it and you go sir but you know you know it's something you'll have to develop (laughs) sometimes some of us have been used to those former voices that you heard there but we have to develop something called the soft answer amen otherwise um, it's going to be tough It, it does sound like you are weak Because the louder the person is, in quote, the stronger he seems to be. But you know, in God's book, that doesn't mean strength at all. It actually means weakness. You know, maybe in your neighborhood, there'll be some voices louder than everybody else's. Usually that person is trying to prove that he's from some great background. That's how the earth is. So the guy who uh, barks the loudest is supposed to be the top dog. But with us, it's a soft answer. Our target is is to turn away wrath. Notice that. It turns away wrath. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at verse 18 also. It says, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse uh, 1 of Proverbs 15 also in Kannada. Amen. Hallelujah. So we must get used to this idea that, okay, you're not going to be very shouty here. You're not going to be very loud. Maybe your 
loudspeakers are not Bose or JBL, but they're more like some low-class Sony or something that you just, excuse me, sir, but um, I think you left your key here. Oh, that's what I was shouting about. Ah, I always lose my key. So, thank you. Amen. So get used to that. Proverbs 29 says in verse 22, An angry man stirreth up strife, up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Hallelujah. Stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Hallelujah. Shall we see that also? Proverbs 29 and verse 22. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and another one is uh, Proverbs 26, 21. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. <laughs> Praise God. You know, these are full of thoughts here. I would like us to maybe jump off a little to the book of Acts and see a story here. Very interesting story. Um, there was a certain town clerk who caused a lot of trouble for um, the apostle Paul. And uh, they had shouted for almost two hours, Great is Diana. Greatest Diana of the Ephesians. Greatest Diana of the Ephesians. I wonder if you remember that. Can you imagine people getting so angry and then shouting, Great is Diana of the Ephesians for about two hours. And then the Bible talks about the town clerk there. Let's get it. Praise God. So, if you observe, it says, that there was a very calm guy that came along and spoke some sense there and uh, calmed everything down. Let's see if we can get it out. I usually operate without notes, so I'm helpfully used to this kind of, yeah. Acts 19, thank you. My wife is also sitting nearby with her help. And let's read verse um, 33. It says, And they drew Alexander out of the multitude. The Jews put him forward, and Alexander beckoned with the hand and would have made his defense unto the people. Notice there, Alexander would have made his defense. 34, But when they knew that he was a Jew. So Alexander, even though his name doesn't sound Jewish, um, because of the reign of Alexander the Great, there were certain names just uh, given to Greek people, but they had a Jewish descent. He says, when they knew that he was a Jew, so this guy is a Malayali. See that kind of problem. It's been around for ages. When they knew that he was a Jew, and if you're a Jew, there's a problem. All with one voice, about the space of two hours, cried out, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Two hours. 35 says, And when the town clerk had appeased the people. So this town clerk is a guy who's speaking with a slow word. He appeased the people. He said, Ye men of Ephesus, what man is there that knoweth not how that the city of Ephesians is a worshiper of the great goddess Diana? 
He said, you know, everybody on the earth knows that Diana is the goddess of this place. The great goddess Diana. See? And of the image which fell down from Jupiter. Wow. Seeing these, seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rashly. See? For you have brought hither these men, which are neither robbers of churches, robbers of churches, notice that, nor yet blasphemers of your goddess. Wherefore, if Demetrius and the craftsmen which are with him have a matter against any man, the law is open. You can go to court. And there are deputies, let them implead one another. But if you inquire anything concerning other matters, it shall be determined in a lawful assembly, for we are in danger to be called in question for this day's uproar. Imagine the whole city is gone. Nuts. <laughs> there being no cause whereby we may give an account of this concourse, this gathering. He says, we cannot really explain how did everybody just gather here. See, there's this general mayhem and disorder that is already there, which is by that spirit, that demonic thing has been in operation for a long time. And he's already been operating and the way to turn that thing around is to come with the small voice of reason. It's still possible. And the cause of this is because, you know, Paul is preaching and somebody got delivered and manifestation took place and the name of Jesus was lifted up and so every other thing just started getting loose and all of this great uproar and screaming for two hours and this cl town clerk found himself in trouble you know but eventually because he, he was calm and he spoke very calmly and clearly guess what happened 41 and when he had thus spoken he dismissed the assembly so we need calm people to be in authority People who know how to, to use the word uh, properly, to use their spoken words properly, to not just let go and lose control. So people of anger um, are the wrong choice for authority figures. Praise God. The end of this story is that Paul went away quietly. Otherwise they would have finished him. Praise God. Maybe we can read um, a line or two from there. Hallelujah. Verse um, 39, maybe in Kannada, please, brother. You very Vishavagi, another Vicharne Bekadere, Adu Neridubanda, Nyaya Sabere, Tirmanisel Padalbeku. Amen. Praise God. In the Nyaya Sabha, you know, you can deal with it in the court of law instead of just lynching people. The mob mentality is to lynch the guy, tie his neck, and put him on a rope and hang him from the tree. That's how the mob of anger works. Praise God. So, in the middle of all that, to be calm and collected and to speak, you know, just a clear word is what is vital. That's where leadership should be going, instead of just getting angry and losing it. So, unbelief goes along these lines of just increasing the confusion. You know, you don't become an answer to the problem, you just add to the problem. Hallelujah. And the world is already set that way. So, and it's going to increase. Hallelujah. From what we know, things are not going to get better 
in the natural sense, there's going to be more disorder. Praise God. Except maybe if you're in a country that's already got disorder, hallelujah, there must be more grace. Where sin has abounded, grace much more. Hallelujah. Let's also look at another couple of scriptures there. Proverbs 16. Let's observe verse 32. He that is slow to anger uh, is better than the mighty. He that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Praise God. Let's hear that in Canada also. Proverbs 16 and verse 32. Thank you, brother. Amen. So you notice here that the person who rules his own spirit is more to be esteemed than a person who captures and takes over a city. I believe that these things are vital in the handing out of rewards. You know, Jesus said, if you give even a glass of cold water in His name, if you give in the name of Jesus, in the name of a disciple, you know, in Matthew 10, I think it's verse 40 or so, He says that they will, in no wise will you lose your reward. Hallelujah. So, this is a God of rewards. This is a God of benefits. This is a God of blessing. And He doesn't want us to lose our benefits. Amen. So let's make sure that we are receiving. Notice uh, Proverbs 22 verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man thou shalt not go. <laughs> Shall we hear that in Canada, please? That's very interesting. So, there are some chances of feeling compassion with people who are angry and trying to be their friend, saying that maybe you can help them. But the Bible says, don't be his friend. Did you notice that? He says, you should not be a friend of such a person. You can maybe try here and there, but don't be his friend. You know, sometimes you can miss such things. Isn't that interesting how you can just miss such things? That the Bible actually says you should not make friends with such a person. Interesting, isn't it? Hallelujah. Let's read that again. Make no friendship with an angry man. That sounds like a very clean black and white thing. You know, just truth straight there. No friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man... Thou shalt not go. Hmm. Why? Verse 25 says, You get close to the guy, lest you learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So, unknowingly you will start learning his ways. You thought you could help him, but you will start learning his ways and you will start also losing it and pulling out your hair and screaming at people. <laughs> and we don't want to join that group. Hallelujah. So, God has the final say. Let's learn to do what he said. You remember we saw something, I believe the last time we met, about forsake the foolish and live. Hallelujah. That was Proverbs 9. Forsake the foolish and live. Hmm. So there, there's going to be some challenges if you want to be all inclusive and just be friends with everybody. Hallelujah. There's some people that you cannot make friendship with. You can try to help them from various points, but you cannot be their friend. Very interesting, isn't it? Ha, ha, ha. Let's go off to 
Maybe we'll hear that in Canada, please. Um, thank you, Brother Sharad. Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25. Setu Gandhi is Neha Madabeda. Kopishana Sangada Ninu Hogabeda. Hagi Madizari Ninu Avanatakal Kalitu. Amen. Corinthians picks up the theme and he says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Hallelujah. Hmm, very interesting. He says uh, in the Amplified, Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communing, with them associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. Very, very important, you know, not just for children, but for all of us. Try to have friends that reflect who your real friend, the Lord Jesus, is. Amen. The, the Lord Jesus is the one inside, and He's your friend. He, he sticks closer than any brother. Amen. But the friends on the outside, they actually uh, affect your outside, you see. So try and, and, and be looking for friends who are like the Jesus on the inside, who will now work on the outside also, that iron will sharpen iron. Praise God. So um, I know it's a hard thing to do, to just be so selective, but it's part of maturing. Praise God. And it's very, very important that uh, as things get worse on the outside, we are acting in a certain way because we are mature. We are not pushed by what is happening outside there. Hallelujah. So you, it doesn't drop you down to just make friendship with these odd characters that are going to now affect you negatively and now carry their own uh, offense and problem with you and you learn it also and you start acting like them. Praise God. Please, my brother, my sister. It doesn't matter. Even if you have to say, Arrivederci, see you around. It's okay. We can still do that. Okay? Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. I know we're just trying to keep it light because it's a pretty serious thought. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Let's go on and observe here. I remember this old, I think it was the Jackson 5. They had this song, One bad apple can spoil a whole bunch, girl. Have you heard that before? Maybe not. But one bad apple <laughs> can spoil the whole bunch. Amen. But one good apple cannot, you know, preserve the bad ones. Notice that. So there's the power of the bad apple to spoil the good apples. But there's no power in the good apple to... Help preserve the bad apples. It's just one of those things. Haha. <laughs> just poetry and all that. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. Let's go off to the book of James also. Very interesting. Notice we're talking about unbelief, hardness of heart, all of these things, so that your faith can be pure. Jesus said, if your faith is pure... You can say things and they will just come to pass and everything will become possible. Imagine in a world where people are just complaining, where everything looks impossible, things are possible with you because you believe, because your faith is working, because there's no hardness of heart, because there's no unbelief there. Amen. James chapter 1, let's read there in verse 19. 
Hallelujah. I'll read from the King James. He says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Notice that. Every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? So let me just find out, is this possible to all of us? Ah, let's see. Verse 18. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation or creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren. So new creatures are a tithe or a first fruit or a special exhibition of this new creation. He says, therefore, you can start to behave like this. Be quick to hear. Notice that. Be more of a hearer and then selectively speak. Then be slow to speak and then slow to anger. So notice hearing, speaking and then getting angry. They go together. So it's going to affect your mouth. It's going to affect what you're thinking about. All of these have to be uh, thrown in to handle this part of unbelief called anger. Praise God. And so... You're not blaming the man of God. You're not blaming God. You're not blaming His Word. You're not blaming anything from heaven. If there's anything wrong, it's us. Not barking out against God, barking against those promises. See, anger usually arises because people have believed something and then to manifest it has taken some time. So in between the believing and the manifesting, because of that space of time, they get angry. And so, last time I believed, it didn't really happen like this. And now there's another chance I have to believe. And you know, it's just building up inside there. Praise God. Meanwhile, this very thought is the reason why the person didn't receive anything. Because he's thinking like this, that God can change. His leaders are all fooey, you know, they just whatever, and you just tolerate these kind of thoughts and start uh, joining up with people who are not accurately believing God, who have their own character flaws, and just scream and shout, and you know, you just compound issues, and it begins to affect your own faith, and therefore your own receiving. If the earth is going to go through all kinds of trials and problems in increasing measure, you know, because these are the birth pangs, which will come closer, one after the other. Before the child is born, these things just keep happening at a closer frequency. So what will happen is that you're going to have to deal with stuff almost on a daily basis. It may just be popping up. And so we have to have a very focused, pure kind of faith that is not tainted and messed up with this unbelief, which can be also masked with anger. Hallelujah. Let's hear this also in Canada, please. James chapter 1, verse uh, maybe 18 and 19. Thank you, Brother Sharad. Atanu Tana Chitta the Prakara, Satya Vakadin and Aman Hutti Siralagi, now Atana Sustigali, Unutaramada, Totam Falagalantadu, Adadarin the Manapriya Sahodere, Pratiopunu, Kiriguru the Litibra Wagyu. Matanaludrali Matukopisudrali Nidana Vagi Virali. Hallelujah. 
Now, sometimes um, anger has to do with, you know, being young. When you're young, you know, you're just frothy. You just act up, behave anyhow. But according to the scripture, when you're old, you're supposed to depart from such things. So, you know, David has an interesting line here over there in the 35th, 37th Psalm and verse 25. He says, I've been young, now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. If you look at this verse a little bit, it looks like as he grew, he noticed God did not change. God was always the same. He said, I was young, now I'm old. The righteous have never been forsaken. Their seed never begged bread. Maybe when he was young, he had thoughts about, you know, are my children going to beg Will righteous people suffer hunger? All those thoughts. And maybe that was part of the anger of growing up. Because, hey, everybody's doing this and that and the other. All I have is some promises. What is all this? You know, they have uh, all kinds of job securities. Look at me. All I have is the Bible. You see? So whether you're young or whether you're old, it doesn't matter. God does not change. And so you don't have to be angry. You don't have to be frustrated. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And God cares for you because you are His own child. He will never, never forsake the righteous. Never. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, you know, he had his own problems as he um, lived out his life. You know, he didn't raise his children too well. He have all these Absaloms and all of those characters there that caused a lot of problem for him. But eventually, even though um, Bathsheba's whole thing was questionable, he was able to raise up Solomon properly based on the scripture, take care And all of those proverbs, they are actually uh, David speaking to his son. Very interesting. And that boy came up really uh, very powerful, very wise, very rich, and so on. And uh, it was a very restful period for Israel at that time. Amen. The, The word of God and the admonition of the parents caused him to receive rest. And he became one of the richest Before him was none richer, neither after him except Jesus. And, um, you know, he had his own flaws, though, which eventually should just point to us and say, watch out, don't make these kind of mistakes. So it's all written in the book for us, and we can really live uh, and avoid all of these pitfalls. Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. Let's go to the 95th now, Psalm 95. And uh, observe there. This is the verse that is quoted over time in the book of Hebrews also. It starts with, let us sing unto the Lord. Let's make a joyful noise to the Lord, the rock of our salvation. Let's come before His presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. Not screaming and accusing Him and Threatening God and His people? No. Praise and thanksgiving to God. Joyful noises to God. For the Lord is a great God. 
He has not changed. A great king above all gods. Woo, hallelujah. Above all gods. He's a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. Strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his. He made it. His hands formed the dry land. Praise God. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Hallelujah. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, praise God. Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. In other words, He's saying, I have not changed. If you hear my voice, take it, accept it. Don't get angry. Don't get all bent out of shape about the promises of God. They're coming to pass. Don't harden your heart as in the provocation, the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work. Forty years. You know, they didn't talk about his provision, his awesome care, how that their shoes never you know, became small, they never got torn, how his, their clothes just stayed on their bodies, permanently new, grew up with them. They didn't say anything about all that. They just kept talking about how they missed Egypt. They didn't talk about the slavery of Egypt, the suffering of Egypt. They just talked about the garlics and the cucumbers and things like that. It's, it's funny how when it comes to appetite, you know, people are easily stirred up. Hallelujah. God cares about your appetite. He says, the strength of the hills, everything that you see on this earth is mine. I have not changed. I am your God. I am your King. I'll take care of you. When you hear my voice, that means when you hear through the Word, you may not just hear loud rumbling voices from heaven, I am your God, and things like that. But you could read the Word and feel Him speaking to you. And comforting you and leading you into a certain path. Hallelujah. So don't get angry with his word. Don't get angry with the, the message. Don't get angry with the people who are in the ministry. Hallelujah. If uh, you've been hurt by ministry people, mercy in Jesus' name. What can we say? You know, hallelujah. Forty years was I grieved with this generation. It is a people that do err in their heart. They have not known my ways. Unto my swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. So notice that he also had some wrath. He waited patiently for them. They would not adjust. And then he said, okay, now you're going to face my wrath. Amen. Maybe we can hear um, verse 1 and 2 in Canada, please. Psalm 95. Bandiri, Kartanege, Utsahadoni Madua, Namarakshane, Bandege, Jayadoni Maduana, Stotrudinda Athana Sanidium Munde Bandu, Kirtanegalinda Athanege Anand Dwani Maduana. Amen. So verse ten says forty years long. Shall we hear that also in Kannada? Nagat Varusha Santate Besar Gondu, Yurutamahudeli Tapi Hugwa Janaragidare, Nana Margalanu Avaru Ariaru and can you imagine waiting for 40 years? How patient is God? 40 years I've waited, he said. This is Old Testament. 40 days. I mean 40 years. Waiting, waiting, waiting. 
Hallelujah. And they didn't change. They just went on their way. And so I said, okay. In my wrath, I said, they will not enter. Praise God. So let's keep these thoughts, you know, uh, there uh, during these days, especially. Because we're going to be having to trust the word of God. Trust the promises. His proven character. Amen. Again and again. In spite of all the news that's going to constantly come against your senses. We're going to stick with the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Titus and notice a thing or two there also. Titus chapter 1. Observe. Verse 7 says, For a bishop or an overseer must be blameless, the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, etc. Amen. So God is not into leaders who have um, anger issues. <laughs> he says you cannot put such a person to be an overseer over the house of God. Maybe you can do this and that and the other, but to oversee the house of God, you must have a certain kind of temperament that must be developed. Amen? Praise God. Very, very interesting. Keep these thoughts in mind and see how God thinks. Because people who have temper issues, who have anger problems, they cannot manage things. They cannot manage businesses. Everything goes at the whim of their emotions. You know, imagine a guy who's got temper problems in charge of a shop. And after about two, three minutes after opening the shop, he just gets angry, takes the, you know, till machine and just flings it down. The next customer that comes, he just says, get out of my shop. And that'll be the end of his business. So in business, most of the time, you have to sacrifice and think about the customer, and it may look like you're going to lose because you are thinking of how to benefit them. You know, there is a saying that customer is king. I don't know whether it works in all countries, but that's the Bible way of doing things also. It says you prefer others above yourself. That's how you get a reputation. If you were running a business where you kept taking care of people and their feelings first, it may look like you're losing in the beginning, but in the long run, they know who they're dealing with. Amen? Well, I hope we have time for businesses and all that, but in the church, he says, be careful, make sure that these guys are not put into places of position. Then notice what he says in Titus chapter 2, verse 1, he says, The aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in love or charity, in patience. Notice that. Verse 3, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, love their husbands, love their children, to be discreet or wise, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. 
young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. So in other words, the older were supposed to teach the younger. Praise God. Notice that in the case of the women, they're supposed to teach them, notice that, to love their husbands. And the word for love of the husband, there's not agape, but rather it's a friendship thing. It's called philandros. If you got your uh, Greek Bible there, which is simply e-sword, which is actually free, haha. So, you know, out of curiosity, you may look at it and say, hmm, teach the young women to be sober and love their husbands, but it's not agape. Did you notice that? It's not agape. And the one for the children also is not agape. To love your children, he says, again, it's like friends. So there's a stage at which, you know, you probably treat them with, uh, you know, authority. And then after that, you begin to treat them like friends. In the husband and home uh, nature, of course, you have to learn to be a friend. Teaching the younger women to be friends of their husbands. Teaching them to be friends to their children also. Well, praise God, some of you may not like to do all that, but I think it's better to go with God's word rather than anything you feel. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 5 says to be discreet keepers at home. Do you know that means that whether she works as General Motors boss or the BMW office boss, that woman should actually learn how to keep a home. That is one of her God-given duties. Isn't that very interesting? Hallelujah. Okay, let's see if we can get this also in Canada. Um, I think Titus 1.7, maybe we'll start with that. Thank you, Brother Sharad. Amen. Then we'll see uh, chapter 2 and verse 2 also. Amen. Verse 3 also says similar thing. Maybe we can read um, verse 4. Hmm. Glory to God. Verse 5 says, To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So, praise God. Verse 7 says, It becomes a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness and gravity and sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Praise God. In other words, the generation that is older teaches the younger generation. Don't be in competition with the younger generation. Help teach them 
how to handle the home, how to love their husband, how to love their wives, how, how to uh, be friendly to them and be friendly also to the family, to the children, how to bring them up. Praise God. And as you do that, notice that you're not just uh, hanging in all the time with just your age group. See? So the older people, they now start fellowshipping with every age group. And as they go that way, age becomes not a figure or a number. It becomes a mentality. In other words, they just don't grow old inside here. Because they're always interacting with every group of people. The aged ones are not just always with the aged. So they don't look like two years ago nest of some bird. They look current. They look, wow, they look kind of like now. They look... They look like us, you know. So the young people are not threatened by them because they're constantly interacting and they're enjoying that fellowship. And it instantly actually works on your age and your live, living and your lifestyle. And a renewal starts to take place. That's how God made it. Praise God. Very interesting. Ha, ha, ha. Praise God. Let's go off also to Deuteronomy. I knew it would be a very pleasant study. Because you need a lot of comfort in these times. You need a lot of pleasant thoughts uh, just filling your head. Praise God. Because uh, what you're going to hear on the news is not going to be much fun. So you need to be able to draw your comfort and your strength and your enjoyment from the Word of God. Hallelujah. So you're not angry. Because the minute you start getting angry, actually you are frustrated because... Yourself, in quotes, is not in the throne. But you are giving your emotions to the sacrificial offering of God's word. But once that becomes a daily practice, you are yielding to God rather than your flesh. You'll just become like a child. You'll just be excited, joyful all the time, singing praises. <laughs> your head is in the clouds, basically. Hallelujah. And next thing you know, Jesus has come and we're out of here. Glory. So notice in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, glory to God. He says there in verse 6, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, walkest by the way, liest down. When thou risest up, bind them for a sign upon thy hand. As frontlets between, uh, between thine eyes, write them upon the posts of thy house. You know, praise God. Here, notice that it's not just instruction of a reading plan with the children. Not just that, but, hey, while you're watching TV, so what do you think about that? That scene there, what do you think of it? Things like that. Conversation on the spur of the moment there. You're just bringing in the child's thoughts about what do you have to say about that with what you know. And so uh, it becomes translated into a life. And then you hear their comments. Now they may be uh, different. I remember someone was saying uh, that rock music, back in those days, that rock music was of the devil and uh, <laughs> all of those kind of things. And uh, electric guitars were inspired by the devil and you know, all of that stuff. And at one age, you know, we were 
more into that kind of music, you know. And the church formally thought that it was demonic and inspired of the devil. And then I read in some history that they actually thought electricity was not correct to be connected to the church. How do you like that? Electricity itself. Aren't you glad <laughs> that, we, that we have moved along from there and we have electricity in the church? And then eventually came... You know, drums were supposed to be particularly demonic also. They had a certain voodoo-y thing about it. But, you know, praise God, today we have drums and keyboards and synthesizers and all the flashy lights and everything. Praise God. Oof, it takes time. See, it's a progressive thing that uh, the older, in quote, generation seems to hold fast to certain things because they've not understood God's thinking. You know, they somehow think that God is this gray-haired, old, outdated person sitting on some throne that was just history-like, not relevant to today. But he's relevant during the conversation with the children in the house. He's relevant. He's today. He's right now. So God wants to be brought in and become a relevant part of everything with joy. You know, having Jesus in with joy. Not, oh, Jesus, you mean like right now? Of course, like right now. <laughs> Praise God. Let's hear this also in Canada. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7 also. Please, thank you. Praise God. So the target in our old thinking here is to just make sure we are of His gentle spirit, that we have learned something from the Lord, that the Lord, He is not full of anger, that He is full of mercy, that He is long-suffering, that He does His best to separate our iniquities from us, to not bring up everything, to enjoy fellowship without bringing up, you know, our past. And we are learning from Him. You know, that there is a limit, of course, where He says, this is it. But that's when all else has failed, when He has waited and waited and waited and given enough chance. So we also can actually get to a place where we say, that's it. You know, but it's the last option. And uh, there we have to also deal, you know, in the way that God would deal, you know. Hallelujah. So, you can read verses like um, 78 of the Psalms. It says there, verse 16, He brought streams also out of the rock, caused waters to run down like rivers, and they sinned yet more against Him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. This issue keeps coming up. 18, And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, He smote the rock. Waters gushed out. Streams overflowed. Can He give bread also? Can He provide flesh to His people or for His people? Therefore the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob. And anger also came up against Israel. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in His salvation. 
praise God. So he came to an end also at some point. But we saw it was 40 years. 40 years he endured all of that grief. And finally, praise God, he just let them have it. Glory to God. Let's uh, jump off to the book of uh, Ephesians as we begin to wind down here. I hope you're getting something. I'm, I'm getting blessed just reading these verses. I come from a background where I used to rip out my hair, tear my clothes, punch the wall, just do crazy stuff. And I was angry, you know. But God is teaching us and helping us. Glory to God. And so we need to make friends with the Most High and His Word and safely choose our acquaintances also based on all of that. Hallelujah. So over there in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, he says, mm, let's go down. We used to be like that in lasciviousness. And then in verse 22, he says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. So he says it's like putting off your clothes. You can just put it off. You know, I, I put off some clothes today. And I put on some other things, you know. It's supposed to be that simple. A desire, a decision. I'm putting off this thing. I had enough of that. That thing is not going to rule me anymore. Hallelujah. Just like you put off a dirty cloth. Enough. Hallelujah. 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Can you imagine that? We are a holy, holy, holy people. Yes, because our God is holy. And so we put it on the outside also. He didn't say just put one particular color of clothes. No, here he's talking about character. Hallelujah. Verse 25 continues, Wherefore, putting away lying. Putting away lying. Speak every man with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. You know, if one is honored, we are all honored. This is the time to think about the honor that belongs to all of us. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither, notice how it just clicks right in, give place to the devil. So anger and the devil can actually go just close to each other. It can just open the door to all kinds of demonic stuff. So be careful. You can be angry at the world system. Be angry at the symptom. You can be angry at the lack. You can be angry at the stuff out there. But don't be angry just because of anything that crossed through your mind. Amen? Get angry against the symptom and act on the Word of God. Get angry with the lack and believe God. Study the scripture some more. Praise Him. Thank Him. Fill your mind with praise toward Him. Because of anger, go out there and say, I need to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm angry with the devil who's fooling them, who's taken their mind, who's blinded them. I'm going to pray until I see this thing come to pass. Get angry like that. And be not caught up with the sin. And if you have gotten into any situation, before you sleep, settle it. It's better to settle accounts before you go to bed. Praise God. Let's hear in Canada, maybe um, verse 24 and then 26. 
ಸ್ವಭಾವವು ದೇವರ ಹೋಲಿಕೆಯ ಮೇರೆಗೆ ನೀತಿಯಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ನಿಜವಾದ ಪರಿಶುದ್ಧತೆಯಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ನಿರ್ಮಿಸಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿದೆ ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ಸುಳ್ಳಾಡುವುದನ್ನು ಬಿಟ್ಟು ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ತನ್ನ ನೆರವಿನ ಸಂಗಡ ಸತ್ಯವನ್ನೇ ಆಡಲಿ ಯಾಕೆಂದರೆ ನಾವು ಒಬ್ಬರಿಗೊಬ್ಬರು ಅಂಗಗಳಾಗಿದ್ದೇವಲ್ಲ ಕೋಪ ಮಾಡಬೇಕಾದರೂ ಪಾಪ ಮಾಡಬೇಡಿರಿ ಸೂರ್ಯನು ಮುಳುಗುವುದಕ್ಕಿಂತ ಮುಂಚೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಸಿಟ್ಟು ಫೈತಾನಿಗೆಸ್ಡ್ and when you get to heaven you'll realize wow i didn't realize it but man god used my life to bless so many people see that's what it's all about we want to stand there and find out that god used our lives to bless so many people he's the god of rewards we don't want to lose our rewards we want to receive the rewards and anger can cut it off and it's going to harden us to entering into the promise into the rest of God that's what it's all about hallelujah so let's think about this today as we worship him for a minute thank you brother sharat elamo sontore malbarade ande oh father we worship you blessed be your holy name no matter what background we've come from no matter what we practiced with our senses before we want to be people who speak a soft word who are slow to anger who are quick to hear oh hallelujah that we, we we have ears that hear we have eyes that see what god wants us to see and ears that hear what the spirit wants us to hear and that fills our heart so that our mouth speaks only things that glorify you that give you praise that park on the goodness of god hallelujah for maturity this month beyond other months lord as we approach your soon coming we bless you we praise you we worship you that our life will be a blessing our life will be an example thank you father we pray for those who have been stuck with anger who have not been able to change who are same just have not made any difference we pray for them that they come out that they be able to see the reality and put away and put off these things as an old garment and put on the new man which is created in true holiness hallelujah we worship you we worship you we worship you oh great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness hallelujah that you have not changed and you never change our father god shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by christ jesus oh we give you thanks thank you for your mercy on that left elbow your mercy in the joints and in the marrow there hallelujah restoring healing in jesus name thank you for what you're doing for brother max and ansi there your mercy your mercy giving them ideas oh hallelujah we worship you we worship you we worship you settling things for them we worship you we worship you we worship you blessed be your holy name thank you for those who have been able to partner and to give to the work that we are doing here lord thank you that they have favor they have open doors 
as long as they say, we are connected, we have a faith that we are developing. Lord, we thank you for helping each one to see open doors, favor and increase. May their nature be changed within short periods of time. May we enjoy such peace. Oh, such revival, such restoration in places that we have lost before. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father, that we receive your rest. We receive, we receive. And childlike, simple, holy faith flows out of our lives. Every mountain and every hindrance be removed in the name of Jesus. And we must receive from the earth and its fullness because it belongs to our Father, the great God and King. We worship you, Father. We bless you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for testimonies of your goodness in the midst of all that is going on out there. We receive right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. People who were carried away by suicidal thoughts, I thank you that his power is broken in Jesus' name. Those lying thoughts are broken in Jesus' mighty name. We give you thanks. We give you praise. You are a faithful God. You'll do what you said. We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is a good time to give if you'd like to give. We are so grateful that you are giving. And we have an opportunity to give. And we believe that you are receiving also as a result of the giving. And if you are tithing, we use this as a point of contact for those tithes, those gifts. Father, in Jesus' name, here mortal men receive. There he that lives forever receives. Therefore we expect that this preciousness of your full supply meets every need, emotional, physical, material, financial, that we have more than enough to be a blessing on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. It's good to hear the testimonies. I heard about that ear that was totally restored and the mercy of God working for Sister Suguna. And God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Thank you, team. Thank you, Brother Sharat.